Three reasons this stock market correction isn't over. Only a week ago, the U.S. technology sector somehow managed to be valued at more than $9 trillion, making the U.S. tech sector more valuable than all European stocks combined. Tesla, currently an electric car company with interesting long-term potential, somehow became the seventh-largest company in the U.S. after announcing a 5-to-1 stock split. Stay-at-home stocks like Overstock.com went parabolic mainly due to pure speculation and insane predictions by analysts. Late last week and continuing this week, technology stocks have corrected sharply lower. Some news contributors think this is a normal correction, others believe this might be the start of a more prolonged, long-overdue sell-off in technology. Today, I will discuss three reasons why the stock market correction may be far from over. The SoftBank fallout the overestimation of the work-from-home story the overestimation of a speedy pandemic recovery. 1. The SoftBank fallout. Only last week I mentioned SoftBank had been a big buyer of large-cap technology stock names. What no one knew last week was that SoftBank was also heavily investing in call options. SoftBank representatives have opted not to make any comments, however many experts now believe SoftBank may be a NASDAQ whale, meaning SoftBank's exposure was so large, SoftBank was able to influence stock prices higher. Although some pundits suspected the initial rise in technology stocks may have been due to the enthusiasm of new Robinhood investors, many expressed doubt that new, small investors had the buying power to so significantly move the price of stocks. As it turns out, the buying frenzy may have been much more about SoftBank market moves than it was about exuberant buying by new investors. Although still not well understood, it's possible SoftBank used a combination of direct stock buying and buying call options. The $4 billion options strategy may have given SoftBank a total of approximately $50 billion of exposure to large-cap technology names. Option counterparties who were selling call options to SoftBank may have realized they were on the wrong side of a terrible trade and were in turn forced to purchase the underlying stock names to hedge the call options they had sold to SoftBank. This may have created a kind of feedback loop. Thinking stock prices were too high, speculators sold call options to SoftBank. The price of the shares continued to rise quickly. Speculators panicked and bought the shares from the open market to avoid further losses, driving the stock prices even higher. It's very possible this cycle repeated many times, which would account for the unexplainable valuations many tech names achieved in only a matter of a few months. Call option sellers may now be selling stock they previously purchased to regain exposure to falling stock prices. In addition, Short sellers are smelling blood in the water and if they aren't already doing so, will certainly pile on selling pressure if this correction isn't halted quickly. If it's true SoftBank's use of leverage has artificially driven up technology stock prices, there's no telling how far and how quickly, stock prices could fall from here. 2. The overestimation of the work-from-home story. In 1999, we heard tech bubble denialists proclaim, this time, everything is different. The story being sold was simple, once everyone has had an opportunity to buy things online, they will never go back to brick and mortar. This is literally the same storyline reimagined 20 years later for the new pandemic economy. Everything has shifted. No one will shop in a mall anymore, they will buy online. This time around, we've added a new line to the story, no one will take a business trip to meet customers face to face anymore and everyone will permanently work from home. Of course, this means everyone will only teleconference using a cloud-based platform from now on.
Fire Stick Remote. Overstock and Amazon. I bought an Amazon Fire Stick early in the pandemic, but I'm not planning to buy another one for many years. I'm pretty sure most consumers have already bought their stay-at-home toys and won't be making similar purchases for some time. I've never bought furniture online and never will. The truth is, most people will never buy furniture online. However, I think investors made a pretty logical connection. Amazon was SoftBank's largest investment. If SoftBank artificially drove up the price of Amazon, then it makes sense why so many other internet retailers benefited in such an outsized way during the pandemic lockdowns. The story made sense, at least at first. I think investors saw the rise in Amazon's stock price and made the assumption the price movement was in anticipation of rapidly increasing sales. This might have been partially true, initially. I assume this is the reason that drew SoftBank to Amazon in the first place. However, I'm concerned a lot of the price appreciation into bubble territory may be in response to SoftBank's options strategy, this might explain the rapid run-up of Tesla even though this EV manufacturer is not part of the work-from-home story, SoftBank made massive investments in Tesla as well. With Amazon's stock price rebounding so nicely, it now seems quite natural in hindsight investors starting snapping up online shopping names like Overstock.com. After all, if Amazon is taking even more market share away from brick-and-mortar competitors, surely Overstock will do the same, right? Well, partially. Overstock and Amazon have recently announced blowout quarters, but will sales continue growing at the same pace? I suggest it is highly doubtful. The more the lives of people get back to normal, the more shoppers will return to their old habits, just like they did in 2000. If exponential profits don't continue, online shopping stocks will continue to fall. Zoom. Zoom and Salesforce. Teleconferencing software platforms have always been a second choice for business people. It's faster to simply go to a colleague's desk if you want to ask a question or have a quick conversation. Ask anyone who's had a large meeting in Zoom, it's pretty hopeless. It's so much faster and less disorientating to simply sit around a boardroom table where everyone can see everyone else's body language and overlapping speech that happens naturally during any conversation, doesn't bring the meeting to a halt. The companies I consult with are already hard at work, encouraging at least a significant percentage of workers to return to the office. Although individual productivity may have increased during the work-from-home phenomenon, larger group collaborations, the lifeblood of any growing business, have taken a hit. Company leaders can't afford to let this continue. I expect companies to continue moving staff back to the office as this pandemic comes under control. Having said that, I don't see as big a correction for work-related cloud-based stocks. They haven't seen the same insane run-up in the price we've seen in online retailers, so in turn, I don't think we will see such a deep correction. Nevertheless, I don't expect continued exponential growth in these stocks either. Look for these stocks to sink back to their longer-term price trends. Photo by Louis Reed on Unsplash. 3. The overestimation of a speedy pandemic recovery. This virus is still not well understood, so I in turn, never understood why investors were so convinced the pandemic would be over so quickly. To be fair, world leaders like Trump have fed the public a steady diet of misinformation. I understand why people are confused. Even I initially believed the initial lie that face masks did not help protect from the virus. But now we know more, 
and it looks like the realization that herd immunity is nothing but a fairy tale, is finally starting to sink in. Just yesterday we learned AstraZeneca's leading vaccine, currently in a phase 3 trial, is temporarily halted until further notice due to adverse reactions of some test subjects to the vaccine. This is not a surprising development, the vaccine has been rushed beyond all normal standards. However, I don't think investors fully appreciate what this might mean. Of course, a halt will at the very least, slow the ultimate release of the vaccine. However, if the adverse reaction is particularly bad or if it occurs in more patients, the vaccine testing may permanently be halted. Even if the vaccine does make it to approval, there are still more concerns to think about. A phase 3 study is conducted on young, healthy individuals. Overweight patients, older patients, patients with health conditions are routinely screened out of phase 3 studies, these kinds of test subjects can hurt test results. This means we will never really know what kinds of serious adverse reactions there will be from administering this vaccine until it is distributed widely to the public. Will overweight or elderly patients have worse reactions to a vaccination? Only time will tell, but if there are more adverse reactions in the general public, the vaccine's approval could be revoked quickly, leaving us back at square one. Even if a vaccine is one day approved for distribution to the public, it will be many months or even years before enough vaccine can be manufactured, delivered, and administered to the world population. Two in three Americans claim they won't take a vaccine shot due to fears of side effects. If the vast majority of people, worldwide, don't get vaccinated, it is entirely possible the virus will continue circulating around the planet indefinitely. Pinning dreams on a speedy end to the current pandemic looks less certain than ever. Final thoughts. Are we at the end of this correction? I'd love to say yes but I'm afraid stock prices have risen so high, so quickly, it seems very likely markets are going to continue to trend downward for some time. After all, if all good news has already been priced into stocks, and I think it has, then all that's left to price into stocks is the mounting bad news. Trade trouble with China continues? Fall has arrived and soon influenza will start spreading. The US election is close and it will almost certainly be contested. The pandemic is likely to continue much longer than many investors first assumed. Eviction rates are rising and unemployment remains extremely high with more businesses going bankrupt every week. We are in a pandemic-induced recession. Neither hopes and dreams nor the Federal Reserve can change that. The economy may be recovering but it is recovering from a very low point. We may have years to go before the world economy is able to completely recover to the pre-pandemic levels. Stocks markets have been detached from reality for months. Valuations still look silly. Unfortunately for investors, it looks like reality is finally setting in. I don't expect markets to go straight down, in fact, it looks like we might get a positive bounce today after yesterday's brutal sell-off. However, I would prepare for continued volatility and more stock market losses over the coming months. If this article was helpful for you, please pass it on to someone you care about. Disclosure, I hold approximately 98% cash as I publish this article. Please seek professional advice before making any investment decisions.